Centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful leaders in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this day, my friend, you and I are going to debunk some myths. We are going to hold up to light all those marvelous ideas, the, the common quote, wisdom that all the books and all the magazines and all the media are spouting endlessly at you. And frankly, Scarlett, we're going to show why they really, really are guaranteed to make your business not grow. (laughs) They sound so good on the tongue and they roll out of the pundit's mouths with earnest solemnity. And they may even in a few rare cases do some firm some good, but in truth, the vast majority... Uh, for the vast majority, they're really just dumb and ruinous. So whether you are a professional trout fishing guide trying to fill up your calendar and your canoe with new clients like Ned, or you're a professional organization's uh, speaker committee chair ever seeking uh, the most beneficial advisors to present, or um, like Cheryl, just pull up your chair a little closer, join our Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So with absolutely no ado whatsoever, let us jump right up and on into the first of the 10 most popular and worst business trips currently flowing in the mainstream. Number one, appoint yourself an innovation director. You see, this is absolutely vital because by appointing one person to be creative and come up with innovative ideas, you wisely release all the other employees from the burden of ever thinking at all. Isn't that good? I I mean, imagine the chaos that would result if everyone in the plant felt free to come up with new ideas. Why, you'd be be swamped with with new and even better ways to do things? No, no, no. Much better to pick one key man and uh, listen only to him or her. Yes, that, that does sort of seem to make sense. <laughs> well, uh, just as a PS, the only uh, innovation director I've ever met who's worth his title spent his days setting up innovation-seeking systems throughout his entire corporation rather than relying solely on his own cerebrum. And... So there are good things out there, and we should all know them. So, all right, with that tempting and twosome nosh at today's Feast of Wisdom uh, coming at you, allow me now to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering today's Feast of Wisdom. And for our first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take an honest survey of your character and see just how well you're living up to those principles that you hold dear? Or will you allow only the comments of others to guide your course? The choice, my friend, is truly, truly yours. 
And as a second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I am pulling it close, and here we go. Okay, okay, this is a good one, this is a good one. This is number 71. The economy is not now what the economists claim it used to be. But then again, it never was. <laughs> and as an afterthought, an economist is a pundit who nostalgically recalls one two-month market spike. He declares it the norm and then berates all businesses today for not sustaining such an achievement. <laughs> and if you smirked a bit at that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you will load into your jovial quiver a sharp bunch of barbs guaranteed to puncture the drudgery and pomposity of your workday for both you and all your hard-laboring buddies. Uh, and as a third utensil, um, I think we should appropriately entitle this uh, utensil the shitting knife. We profit you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the author uh, who noted, few men have the virtue to withstand the highest bidder. Well, those words were spoken by none other than America's most virtuous first president, Mr. George Washington. And stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down, as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind bolstering gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> so, with your utensils in hand, grab your myth-puncturing spear as we continue scrutinizing the ten worst, yet somehow most popular, pieces of business wisdom. Number two, listen to your investors. You exist primarily to please your shareholders. Yeah, a sure thing. Your shareholders always have the best managerial advice, don't they? Yeah, right, like they come up with such gems as slashing vital jobs to make this quarter's profits rise, or underfunding all new projects, or declaring unjustified dividends. Great, wonderful things. You have to remember, my friend, the investor has an entirely different agenda from you, the owner or CEO. Your firm it's just a cash cow to her. What do they know about running your company? And really, what do they care? It is you who are there every day and building something and creating something that's important. So keep on doing it and take the advice where you find it. Make sure that it fits with what you have in mind. All right, enough of that. Uh, my pontificating here. Number three uh, of the bits of missed wisdom. Write down exact job descriptions for each employee, and each one should have a task list that is frequently checked. You see, what this this is this is very popular, and it also is uh, works very hard to keep your staff's head down, uh, or as we in the media say, focused. It gets everybody thinking into these well boxed little jobs and little tasks. And they never lift up. They never see what they're part of. And they never come up with a way to help or 
communicate with others in a way that might make things easier. And this is all because you lay out what they are supposed to do and thus tacitly lay out what they're not supposed to be doing, which is virtually anything else. So anyway, if uh, you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace. We may listen and download it by visiting theartoftheceo.com. Now, you can find us on our base station, Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on iTunes, Buzzsprouts, several FM stations. But for your own convenience, just visit theartoftheceo.com. And moving on into those bits of common lore that are uh, more common than helpful is number f- the ever-popular number four, find your niche and stick with your core mission. <laughs> now, this, this little gem of miswisdom tells you that you should basically find what you're doing well and, and see it and, and unchangingly do just that. Now, I, as a rebuttal, the only thing I really can do is cite one particular mattress company that woke up one day and realized that they were not mattress makers, which is their core mission and stated. They were f- they were in the foam manufacturing business. So they opened up a whole new range, they with their mattresses, a whole new range of foam cushioning products. Their business grew by 240% in 18 months. A little vision because they had the common sense not to follow their niche. (laughs) And number five on the myth-wisdom study, um, we come to uh, number five, scrutinize and study your market to see what is selling and go for it. Now, this in short is is going to uh, tell you that, that... well, it's, what it's going to do is it's going to plug you, plunge you into the maximum competition. It's going to tell you what everybody else is doing. You'll be acting on yesterday's news, and uh, it, it it just isn't going to work for you because what you're going to be doing is uh, after everyone else has jumped on the bandwagon, you'll be right there pitching the same thing the same way. So, it, of course, you want to study the market. You do want to see what's uh what is moving, but then you want to say, uh, what, am, what are we doing? And I don't mean find your place within it. Find the various markets that you can reach out toward. Um, uh, at this point, I think it's uh, something that, that more of us need to do. We need to be spreading, not retreating. So uh, allow me to, at this point, after all our all the uh, the bad news that we have been giving you. Let's get something that's good, honest, and true here. And allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today, and that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among many other divisions. And you may visit bartsbooks.com and explore a wide wealth of really practical uh, wisdom from business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing would invite you to take a look at uh, one little volume that's brought really, well, two two volumes that have brought some raucous laughter and perhaps even a grave 
grain of wisdom to thousands. They are number one, 101 Best Business Quips book, and it's amazingly cleverly titled sequel, The 102 Best Business Quips. <laughs> and for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with the term, a quip is a joke, son. Uh, since the really since the mighty playwright Aristophanes um, told folks that the greatest wisdom comes wrapped in a little laughter, all of us have gained so much in a joyful way through uh, a little fun. So the 101 best business quips gives you a lighthearted jest, such as uh, the only difference between piracy and taxation is the size of the army that collects it. <laughs> and it's followed up with a little bit of an afterthought to ponder. And this is, you can find these in both books, and many people have enjoyed this book. Um, and many others of you are getting quips from us absolutely free when you click on that little blue button on the BartsBooks.com website. That will allow you to subscribe, and through your cyber portal every week uh, comes a fresh quip with uh, a little bit of an afterthought. And... Um, as an answer to a lot of folks uh, uh, as to where these quips come from, in truth, about 98% of them come from my own fertile and, well, fatuous brain. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, that I just love doing humor. I love making jokes. It, may, it forces me to climb up a 300-foot ladder and take an overview, something I think we should all try. But at any rate, I invite you to take a look at the 101 and the 102 best business quips. And you may find them by visiting bartsbooks.com. And speaking of managerial laugh abilities, let's hop onto the laugh track as we go through the final five of the 10 least effective yet most widely popular business tips being bandied about today. Now, number six is keep a tight rein on your employees' computer use. This is this is something uh, that that will get them. And pundits love love this this term. It will get them to focus. It will keep them from wandering off into non-working areas. Well, you know, I must say, it came to me as quite a surprise to learn from one financial counselor who has enjoyed our show for quite a while that uh, he is that his own employer, one of the nation's major banks, uh, will not allow uh, the art of the CEO show to be put on uh, his firm's website. It is stricken from their computers entirely, as are all other shows of entertainment. So I, I guess it's always good to nip un, undirected learning in the bud. We don't want people picking up too much information and um, – you don't want it's just one more good way to strangle the flow of of ideas from pesky employees that's what consultants are for that's why we hire them from outside i don't know it's not the brightest idea in the world but then again uh it's it's something that, that makes you feel well disciplined and uh number 7 now this is this is one that's very popular particularly in advertising they say uh Find some prefixed formula that, of success 
and adjust your firm to it. Fit it in there. It may be uh, Six Sigmas. It may be the flattened organization. It may be the team review management process. Whatever uh, you choose, please, please select your business processes for uh, your own sake. Do not swallow any system whole. Use it as fodder. Use it to browse through and glean new individual ideas and adjust them to you, not to it. Uh, you are not to, to form, force fit your firm into somebody else's formula. You have your own ideas. You've got your own vision. Take on the good things that work for you. <laughs> and um, all right, we are moving along here. Now, th- uh, this, this one is a little different. This is number eight of uh, the worst business uh, beliefs and practices possible. When sales drop, immediately start cutting down on your advertising budget. Now, this one really is less preached than it is practiced. Uh, Media people from all over will tell you that when times get tough and, and revenue drops, all the ads go down. Newspapers literally count the number of pages based on the good the good economic times or the good revenue. And it just is one of these things that everybody knows is silly, but they all do it. I, I mean, just think about it. How much sense does it make that, that when customers start buying less, to give them increased incentive not to buy, to hide your product from them? I mean, it may not be time to spend more, but it may be time to reinvigorate the advertising that you're doing already. It may be time to put your uh, put your money aside and start advertising in ways that take a little more sweat and some of the personal touch. Uh, perhaps have a client appreciation party, something that is uh, low and low in outflow and uh, certainly brings a wealth of good feeling. Whatever you use, it may be the last thing you want to do is pull back on ad- on advertising, publicity, branding, all the things that set your product out there. <laughs> okay, moving on. Number nine, and this one is going to raise some hackles, I can guarantee you. This is go all out on social media because it's free advertising. Now, uh, the truth is, it, it ain't even close to free, my friend. Uh, seriously, everything that involves a computer gobbles up oceans of um, more time than you ever think it will. And your uh, your labor time uh, costs your business money, my friend, even if you're a sole proprietor. You could be using that time profitably elsewhere. And a second aspect of this is that you should watch what you're doing because quantity is not quality. In social media, 100,000 hits very frequently does not can will translate into zero sales. And so while you there is an encouragement with social media to sort of Build your numbers. Get the numbers of people that you're contacting, and the number of hits, the number of likes, the number of links, and the number of connections. And it does uh, it does well to get your name out there. 
but you also have to really examine the time you're putting into it. Like any other investment, is this time netting you profit, revenue in the end? Or are you supplanting the numbers on the profit ledger with numbers on the likes ledger? Because believe me, they are two entirely different things. And uh, so finally, we're coming down to uh, our last our last one, and this is this is number ten, and this this is one that is particularly my own personal bugaboo. And number ten is turn your workplace into an open office, tear down the walls. This allows everybody to talk. I I knew one. Uh, it allows them to change. I knew one that, that uh, deliberately set people from different departments all together on a large table, where the, and this was their work, you, you didn't have a workplace, you had a workspace, and this allowed them to communicate, the CEO kept saying. Uh, in fact, it allows them to do almost anything except work. And I might add that the same goes here with treadmill desks, the idea that you can, I can keep walking, like I can do exercise. The truth is we don't multitask. We just do one thing, then we do another. If you're, my, if, you're, uh, if you're walking on a treadmill, if you are doing push-ups, if you are sitting amidst a buzz of other people chattering all around you, your mind is not going to serve where you would really, really like it to be. So I, I really must say that with... Uh, all of the open office and tearing down the walls, it seems good. There are good ways to open up the, the to open up and architecturalize your office better. However, if you have to go home to, to get the stillness and the quietness to do concentrated work, then something's very, very wrong with what you're working and you're really not going to get the results that you would be, be seeking to have. So, uh, as I th- those are the ten, 10 worst ones, and I would at this point, uh, I'm going to ask you out there listening, do you have a bit of wisdom that you think would be, uh, is nonsense, something that you've heard is nonsense, or something that you think is really is true? Uh, we don't want to just hurl lampoons a la geek, so we... Uh, if you have something that you think needs a little bit of correction, a, a little a myth that needs debunking, or something that's really worthwhile, just pull out your quill pen, dip it in the inkwell, and write it down, and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And we will... In- we will put it on our website, theartoftheceo.com, and we very much are looking forward to your participation. And as we round out today's Feast of Wisdom, uh, allow me to reiterate that I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who said, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. (laughs) And I love it. Uh, And as a hint, this lasso-tossing humorist never met a man he did not like. And you 
you all know this man's name, I am sure. And remember, if you if that if that author's name comes to your uh, memory just right now, scribble that author's name down as you believe him or her to be. Send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com to win an absolutely career-igniting, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> and as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, give the customer, giving the customer what he, I'm sorry, let me try that again, forgive me. Give the customer what he wanted, and your business will prosper. But give him what he never even knew he wanted until today, and you will make a fortune. (laughs) And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I really hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.